you know, like in human design manifestors are the ones that are here to just like initiate, just do it, get it started, be the innovators and initiators. But like, we all can manifest the things that we want when we kind of like align with our design, you know, and I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have different relationships to it. So it's definitely in no way around like certain types can manifest and certain can't, but it's more that when we really align with our design, we make ourselves available for like the right opportunities, the right people, all the correct things are Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. My name is Hannah, and I am a manifesting generator. And I'm Emily. I'm a manifester. And And welcome welcome to to our our podcast. podcast. So I am trying out a new podcasting voice. I do hear the difference. Um, So Are you trying to keep the volume down? No. Okay. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. So... (laughs) My coworkers pointed this out the other day. So I, and you will probably appreciate this when okay. I tell you this. So normally when I'm talking like in a customer service voice, I like raise up an octave. Like, <clears throat> hey there guys, welcome in. How can I help you today? Like I go up an octave. Oh yeah, you do. And it strains my vocal cords. Like I, I, I like have to like go get so much water throughout the day because mm-hmm. like my throat ends up hurting. And the other day I was... At the, I was like working. My coworker came by and she heard me, and I was like, "And if you guys, um, if you're interested, I can get you 15% off today if you sign up for the credit card." And I said it like in this tone and everything. And she's like, "Are we at a fucking spa?" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'm just trying a more pleasant, lower tone." voice that doesn't actually strain and hurt my vocal cords i also feel like this is a better podcasting voice i've also been told i could be a yoga teacher with this voice love it Um, because my normal voice is just fucking annoying in my opinion oh okay we're just gonna (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. what do you think no i think i think women who have deeper voices i love the way they sound Mm -hmm. like just speaking voice in general um so i think i feel like uh, delilah yeah, you look like you, or you sound look like, you know, because we're watching this. Um, you sound like you should be on like a radio show. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Or like a morning, like a morning show. NPR, my yes. NPR voice. Yes, my NPR. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> this just in. Um, Emily has a new speaking voice. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna see how it works for this intro. I'm gonna try and keep. Is it, it hard? No, it's not hard because honestly, this is the voice that I actually talked in in my film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Not and not in all the scenes, but in certain scenes. This is the voice that I actually talk in when I am if I'm talking on the phone to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like or like, like close, and relaxed. or you're like in close, yeah. con- like like on the couch, yeah, or whatever, yeah. like in a relaxed state, yeah. Um, because it's very like soothing. My my vocal cords, I guess they're at they're rest. Like they're are they relaxed? resting? Like. Uh, no, they're, they're not. They're still yeah. hitting together. But, but they're like, I don't feel strain on my voice. Yeah, I was like going to say, really I don't easy. hear strain. I don't hear any like glottal fry. Yeah. Um, it's very easy for mm-hmm. me to talk like this. Like it's very just, it's comfortable. Yeah. When I yeah. feel like I'm talking my, like this voice up here, like. It's not as comfortable. No, it doesn't feel comfortable. It feels like I'm like forcing it to stay like at this and everything. Like not forcing it, but like it's mm-hmm. just my, like I can feel pain a little mm-hmm. bit in the back of my throat kind mm-hmm. of thing. But when I talk like this, like I don't, there's no pain whatsoever. I love it. So let's try it out. Cool. Cool. 
<laughs> I would just wonder like if this is supposed to be my natural voice and I've just I mean, suppressed it for so long. Probably. Uh, a lot of people, I don't, is I'm not a, thing, a big, is what? that a thing though? Like, do you have a natural voice and like over time? Cause I know like for me, like I naturally have a Southern accent, but like doing theater for so long, I've oh, gotten yeah. rid of it. Yeah. My, my Southern accent comes out and my coworkers are like, what did you just say? And I'm like, <laughs> y'all forget. Like it, de- it's also dependent on who I'm around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we had somebody come in who has a more Southern accent, so I then... Oh, yeah. It came out of me, I guess, and... um, But then I sometimes try to not... I don't know. Yeah. It's really odd. And if I'm around my, like, my my Nana, mm-hmm. for sure, my mm-hmm. accent comes... Or if I get angry. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if I'm, like, really passionate about something, sometimes I'll go yeah. Southern, and sometimes it's cute, but, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also would like to give people an update as well. Uh, okay. We got a lot of feedback from y'all. Yes. You hate the name Valley Boy. Oh, yes. Um, that's okay. So. Yeah, this is the last week's episode. So there is somebody yeah. that I'm seeing now who lives in Los Angeles. And I gave him the nickname Valley Boy because, one, I was tired of naming people by their professions. Mm-hmm. Because you're not just your profession. Um, you're not just your profession. It's just an easy Take identifier. But it, it, I gave him the name because he lives in the Valley. Mm-hmm. in california um but they all everybody hated it they were like that i don't like it like he's older like it doesn't suit him and everything so he is now informally going to be called the writer i love it i mean he's not a writer for a living but he's like me like he's trying to be a writer sure kind of thing. sure so, and it's like i told one of my friends they were like it makes him sound more mysterious uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's good with words so he is oh my god he does a great job with words of affirmation mm-hmm. for sure yeah, so henceforth. So we have now changed his name Valley Boy officially. is now the writer. The writer. I'll make a whole post about it on Instagram. I love it, like, yes. Just so everybody's up to date <laughs> on who their playing cards are because, like, we're going to come out with Pokemon cards with all these men. <laughs> I know. All of my exes and current boyfriend just, just didn't get. <laughs> they don't have names. They're my ex and Blaine. <laughs> That's all we the need to know. The mechanic and the engineer. Very. That's all we need to know. You know. Wow, hands-on jobs. Wow, a lot of gears. <laughs> a lot of gears happening. A lot of hands-on movements. Um, a lot of so fun. Really like people who are good with their hands. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Um, I like to get dirty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyways, you have big news for us. I do. So we talked about how I had this like spark, I guess, after the music video of wanting to like somehow pursue things a little bit more mm-hmm. seriously. Um, so within the week, I managed to contact a producer, um, and I'm going to Nashville. This bitch texted me. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to Nashville. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it all caps. She's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going to Nashville at the end of the month. I'm recording a song um, with the intended release date of October if it ends up not being in October, it's going to be okay. Um, the song has October in it. In so, title, so, so I was yeah. like, I kind of want it, but like also Taylor Swift didn't release Taylor Swift, back, I was going to say, she didn't release back to December. I was going <laughs> to say she also didn't release August and August. So regardless, it's okay. It's the, um, October is my favorite month, but it is a song about how a person made me hate October and hate the fall. And all I could think about was them not being there. Did you, um, did Billie Eilish, you made me hate Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that kind of like spurred that like, oh, I was like, oh, I really like that like vibe of like, 
you make make somebody making you hate something that you used to Fletcher, love. One of her, Fletcher, one of her EPs is mm-hmm. uh, "You Made Me Hate New York City." Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm such a fall fanatic. I mean, I literally hung ghost. I mean, not ghost bats over my <laughs> TV today. So um, October is my favorite month. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in college where I hated thinking about October because just some things happened and um it was just not um (laughs) it was just not it was just not the vibe so I have written a song about it and it is halfway written and I am supposed to be finishing it so um Mm -hmm. my goal is to just find some sort of I have all of these notes on like how I want it to sound and how I want it to feel and I have reference tracks and we've been in contact um so I'm very very excited to work um with this producer um and like I want this song to like it's a sad song but I want it to also feel like it's giving you a hug with the like vocal layering and the deep mm-hmm. the deep sometimes mm-hmm. I hear songs and I just feel like they have just like wrapped their entire self like the song has wrapped around me mm-hmm. and that's kind of the feeling that I want um for this song I feel like I embraced my inner Taylor Swift with this one um you should just go the whole like folklore album honestly honestly I have been li- listening to folklore and evermore on repeat right so now there's a playlist I'm gonna put all Please. you guys on it right now is um, it the one that alternates yeah folklore forevermore <laughs> <laughs> will you send that to me because yes. that's just what I need um but I am so excited. I'll leave I, a link in the show but notes. But I have never done something like this. Like, taken a half-finished song, sent the half-finished demo, and been like, make this happen for me. And, mm-hmm. um, like, Wayne and I are going to Nashville together. I have canceled clients. I texted my boss. I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry that this is such an inconvenience, but I have to do this. I was like, I have wanted to record in Nashville since I was like eight years old, um, mm-hmm. since I learned that Taylor Swift literally went to Nashville and just handed out her <laughs> demos. Mm-hmm. And I and she was like, you have to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I would literally hate myself if I gave up this yeah. opportunity. Meanwhile, I am paying for this opportunity. It is not free, yeah. of course. Yeah. But yeah. like, it is just Minor details. the fact that he was like, yes, I want to work with you to me was just like, I literally looked at Blaine. I was like, do I do it? And he was like, that, is that even a question? He was like, yeah. you know that you're going to. And I was like, I know. I feel like I need to say yes. You like talked to me about it. I was like, you're, <laughs> you're, so you're going. Yeah. I have no plan. I don't even know where we're staying. We have no That's plan. Fine. You'll figure I it out. I know where and when I need to be there. You'll figure it out. I know. I'm so. You'll I'm, figure it out. And I'm so excited. Like, I love Nashville. I was telling Emily, like, I would love to have an apartment Mm -hmm. in like a city Mm -hmm. like Nashville or New York, not a place for me to live permanently because Mm -hmm. I would like to live on like a bunch of land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can have land in Tennessee. Yeah. So I, I'm just so excited to kind of see what the, like how this feels. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like after the music video, I was like, I just need to put more time into myself because I put so much time into everyone else. Yeah. And I need to be selfish. Yeah. Just for once. Yeah. Because so. you think that I, I would have debated it for two seconds? No, I honestly didn't even. I mean, I, he literally was yeah. like, can I call you? And I was like, yeah, I'm free. And I like uh, I like made the decision on the phone. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. I was like, he was like, does this price work for you? I was like, I can make it work. Like I didn't even. And that's the first time I feel like I've ever done that where mm-hmm. I've where I haven't like sat back. The only thing I was wavering on was like the dates. I was like, mm-hmm. do I go? this coming Monday mm-hmm. or do I go like at the end of the month mm-hmm. and just financially it worked better for me to go at the end of the month because I had like $80 in my checking account. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you know me, like I, 
and it, we kind of get into this in, in this episode and everything mm-hmm. like that. There's only been one time recently where I've turned down an impulsive decision. Yeah. Where, like, I was offered a job for an, an actress. I was offered to be her assistant. And they wanted me to, like, it was, I was offered on Friday and they wanted me to start on Monday. And I was like, like, I was like, yeah. But I was like, wait, hold on. Logistically. How do I even get you there? You have nowhere to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't live at the writer's house. You can't he has live a cat. in hotels. Um, he has a cat. Um, hotels are expensive after, like, two, ni- two you're nights. You're going to blow so. your rent money on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, there's no one. Everybody that you know out there has a cat. There's no one you can, like, kind of crash with unless you're mm-hmm. going to be comfortable mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I was like... No, unfortunately, I have to say no. Yeah, no, and and I in the episode we talked about this more, but I was like in my gut, I was like I have to do this. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't for even. You, yeah, you or your gut. That will was tell like you. a big. That was a big step for me. So I'm very excited. Oh, I got to finish the song. But even if I don't finish it, he You'll was like, finish it. It's gonna get done. Like yeah. he's like, just send me what you have, and like I'll start building because something you, from you, it. You you have it will finish because you don't have another choice. You can't have a half done song. And that's why I like having the deadline of when I'm going. Yeah. Like by the twenty seventh. Yeah. Got to be done. Everybody always asks me, they're like, "Where are you gonna live at in Los Angeles?" I'm like, or like, like I have a place to live. But yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what are you gonna like do for money? I'm like, one, I have money saved up. Second of all, I'll figure it out. Right. I have no other choice. Mm-hmm. And it's so refreshing. I don't mean to keep to turn this back to me. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but um, you're the best at like doing the whole like it'll get done. It yeah, is, it, like, it's going to get done. It's But it's refreshing because the writer thinks the exact same way as I do. Like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's going to you have no other choice but to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like when you're left with no other options to choose from kind of thing, like it just forces you to pick a better Right. It just forces me to make a choice more. Because I can sit here and weigh all the choices I want, like, when you're offered so many things. But it's, mm-hmm. like, I, like I'll, I'll just I'll figure it out. Because like, yeah. I, I have to. Yeah. There's no, other, there's no other choice. Right. And I feel like this song, for some reason, ha- like, I'm I'm so much more inspired by this idea than I have been, like, mm-hmm. recently. It's you actually want to in- right. invest and I, in more. And I have, like, like I said, I have all these reference tracks of all these, so- like, all these other songs that have inspired that inspire like mm-hmm. certain sounds and I want to pull this from this and this from this and this sort of feeling. And so, um, and it's like a fall, like sad girl song. So, oh but also I don't want it to be like super slow. Like I want there to be like, yeah. a, like I have all of these ideas and but I'm just excited to work with somebody new too. Like I love my producer that mm-hmm. I've worked with in the past, but like I said, a dream of mine has always to somehow get to Nashville, whether that's just going one time to record. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is really exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited for you. What an update. Can't wait to hear back. <laughs> then, then once you get back, I'm moving. Yeah, I know. You're moving like, you're moving like the Monday before I leave for Florida. And I'm like, okay, well, um, okay. If everything goes to plan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I am. Yeah. 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 So like, it'll, at least, like I said, at least I have Disney to get me through. <laughs> just have a whole week of like, just a whole around. week of happiness and sitting, magic. And hopefully like, I'll until, come back with a souvenir. That's what up my until then you're going to be like, just sitting around like, and be like, Blaine's going to be like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't and then know. you're going to Disney World and be like, oh yeah. And uh, you're going to come back home and be like, Emily's not here. Well, hopefully I come back with a souvenir. Oh my God. If I come back with a souvenir <laughs> and you're not here. Uh, what souvenir would you come back with? A ring. Oh. <laughs> Do you think I'm talking about Mickey Mouse ears? It's <laughs> yes, like a legitimate souvenir. That is a legitimate souvenir. <laughs> a, a 
assuming that you would buy in Disney I World. I don't think he's buying an engagement ring in Disney World, Hannah. No, I hope he already has it <laughs> and is hiding somewhere in the apartment I just don't know about. What if he does? What if, like, you're thinking he's going to propose and, like, he just doesn't? Well, I honestly don't know if he will or not, but... I don't... I don't... I, mean, I don't get... I'm, I'm not getting the feeling that he is. Um, if you want to know my psychic abilities, I don't... I'm not sensing anything. I don't have any visions coming through of them. If to, he waits until, like, New Year's Day, I'm going to kill him. I feel like he's going no, to. No. That is so... That is so cheesy. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him tonight. I'm going to be like, listen, New, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and Thanksgiving are out. I don't think Thanksgiving. You are not allowed. Could you imagine? Can you propose to... No offense if you got proposed to on Thanksgiving, but like... Could you imagine like, all right, just got stuffed with a turkey. You're well, like, like bloated. You got the wishbone. Like, oh. You know, you got the wishbone. You, wishbone. You pull the wishbone across and you turn around and someone, he's down on one knee behind you. You're like, really, Jimothy? This is how we're doing it? Birthdays, holidays, out. If that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. to you, wonderful, awesome. <laughs> but for me, I don't want it to be on a holiday. I want it to be with just us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be if he for- doesn't do Disney, he lost his opportunity. If he, doesn't do, if he does Disney and he doesn't have a photographer for you, I'm sad. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just going to be a random time we go up to Boone. Honestly, fall. He knows fall's my favorite time. Do you time. think he would have a photographer? No. Okay. No. Okay. It's bling. Okay. okay. <laughs> Did you want a photographer? Honestly, I don't care. I just want a ring, and I mm-hmm. want to marry him. You with, I'm, I'm with, t- with your with your ghost nails? Yes, with my ghost nails. Honestly, how cute would that be? <laughs> Maybe I need to do the ghost nails in a different time. <laughs> no, damn! I should fucking said anything. Honestly, I really want the ghost nails. Wouldn't that be so cute? Ah, little Halloween. I saw like these. French I'm getting tips. them. Oh my god! I'm I know you are. I know you them. are. I'm just imagining you posting. Like, ah. <laughs> <It was laughs> There's a little ghost looking at you. But like, wouldn't that be so on brand? Hmm. Hmm. I would just be like, "Fuck!" Now I'm gonna come back to, <laughs> to North Carolina. Shoot, for a wedding now. <laughs> oh. What? I can't believe you would complain about coming to my wedding. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Why well, ain't getting married in no LA? I'm not asking you to. Do that. I'm just like, oh, give me some time. Like, trust me. Trust LA. me. Trust me. There will be time. I need to save up for said wedding. It's probably not even going to happen. I'm just going to get my hopes up for no reason. Well, you'll find out soon, folks, if this happens. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you're Well, I'll make a poll on the Instagram story. Yes. Um, he <laughs> doesn't have Instagram, cool. so it's fine. Who just continue. Hannah's going to propose to your mom's going to be like, what? She's going to be like, huh? <laughs> this is news. Um, I'll make a poll. You guys put in your thoughts. Do you mm-hmm. think Hannah's going to get proposed to in Disney World or not? Yes I say no. New Year's. If he does New Year's, I swear I'm going to kill I him. I swear he's going to do New Year's. You could play New Year's Day. <laughs> I don't want to get engaged on New Year's. I'll be picking up bottles with you. I already got um, asked to be a girlfriend on New Year's. <laughs> Let's just, stop being cliche. <laughs> he just seems like the kind of guy to do that. Yeah, he does. Oh, <laughs> he just seems like the kind. Like, my friend Caitlin, who's coming to town, she got proposed to on a boat because. Oh. <laughs> I, I just. Her boyfriend's obsessed with boats. I'm like, he, you're, he's going to propose to you on a boat. Like, and I know he did. it. Like, and he did. Yeah, and he did. Like, you're going to. He's going to take you out into, like, a lake or an ocean, some, and then he's going to propose to you in the middle of the boat. And yeah, and that's what happened. Maybe it's going to be New Year's. Maybe he'll surprise us. Or maybe, maybe he won't. <laughs> No, you won't. And you're just like, you wait until like midnight and you're like, 12.01. Why are you still standing up? <laughs> Excuse me. Can you get down on that knee, please? Thank you. 
It's fine. I'm really trying not to rush it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I just throw uh-huh. all of the uh-huh. hints uh-huh. all of the time. I'm surprised you haven't signed him up for Tiffany and Company email newsletters no, yet. No, I haven't. I can't do that to him. He's got three emails. He wouldn't check it. He wouldn't check. He only checks for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, like something important. Am I getting Tiffany cup? Who's Tiffany? <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh man, what is your captivation? Uh, my captivation is the Charlotte Tilbury Airbrush Foundation. Um, oh, I finally tried it. I've been like interested in trying Charlotte Tilbury's makeup, and I really like it. Um, it it's not better than my favorite one. So my favorite foundation. So if you want to know my top two favorite foundations, how did you get Emily's skin? Well, genetics. Second, um, skincare. <laughs> Third, it's my foundation. My favorite foundation is a tie between the YSL All Hours Foundation and the NARS Naturally Radiant Foundation. Well, now I really like the Charlotte Tilbury one. I'm going to add that one into the top three. Uh, it's a nice, soft, matte finish without making it too look too matte because mm-hmm. um, I don't like a really oh, like, like a flat matte. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a nice medium to full coverage. Has I don't like the smell of it. That's the only thing. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's foundations just, just smell weird. Sometimes foundations, I, a lot of brands like YSL, like the, YSL adds a fuck ton of rose to mm, their so foundation. So it smells very like a rose perfume. Um, and you can tell Charlotte adds like a perfume or something into hers. So like, I just don't like the smell of it and everything. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like it looks really good, nice on the skin. It wears well. I have it on right now. Hannah, how does it look? It looks really good. Good. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a nice, decent coverage in the shade range. Um, it's really good for your fair ladies. I love it. I need a new foundation. I'm kind of tired of the CC moisturizer. Yeah, that's not even a foundation. That's a CC cream. (laughs) Well, it's fine for me. Um, My captivation is the Free People Easy Street Tunic. I got it in cream, but I will be returning it for the oat color. So, But it is the softest sweater I have ever put on my body. And it's thick, so it'll keep me warm in the winter that I hope we receive here in North Carolina. I will not be experiencing winter. And you will not experience winter because you're leaving us. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to wear it, but I need it to get cold so I can wear it. But now I have to do the whole exchange process, which I absolutely despise. I hate sending things back in the mail. It's the worst thing in the entire world. It's such a first world problem, but yeah. Jesus Christ. Let me go on my tangents. Okay. So before we get into today's episode, which we're super excited about, this is another episode kind of that you guys have like really like asked us to do. And I feel like it's been really trendy. We're talking about human design. And I will go ahead and preface right now that we are not covering everything about human design because, God, it's fucking intense. There's so much information out there. There's no way we could co- cover it in one episode. Yeah. So if you guys really like this one, maybe we can do a second episode. Um, we absolutely loved Erin having mm-hmm. her on the show. She's a delight. So... Make sure you guys stay tuned to the end because there is a nice little surprise for you guys that she is giving you guys. Um, so make sure you guys keep listening and stay tuned to the end and check out the show notes um, for this episode. But without further ado, we're going to get into some housekeeping things. I'm going to talk about Instagram. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and on our personal social medias. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're listening on iTunes, it really does help us out when you give us five-star reviews and leave us a little note. We love reading them from you gals. It really does help us get on the charts more. And if you're on Spotify, make sure you guys hit that follow button. And without further ado, let's get into Erin. Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the home studio today, we have a human design guide and leadership coach. She's been featured in Forbes, Nylon, and Well and Good. It has over 82,000 followers on Instagram. Everyone, please welcome Erin Claire Jones. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited for this episode. We have been like wanting to do kind of a human design episode because I have just 
I don't know if it's like starting to just become more aware and like culture and everything, but I've seen so many different people talking about it and it's been flooded on all my social media and I've just, you know, everybody talks about astrology and Enneagram and things like that. And when I started learning about human design from some of my coworkers, I was really intrigued by that. And so I'm so excited to have you on here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You know, and human design has really just like become so much more in the conversation just in the past couple of years. So it's been so wild to witness it. When I first started, like no one had any idea what I was talking about. And so it's so yeah. cool to be in a time where people are actually like curious about it. And it's really kind of just growing, you know, more and more by the day. Absolutely. Yes. I'm so excited to learn about it. But before we jump in, we do a current captivation every week. So is there anything that you have been loving recently? Yes. I was laughing before because it's probably a weird one. Um, I, so recently I lived in New York city for many years and my partner and I just bought a house upstate in New York and we moved up here and we've been here about four months. And so my new fascination is horses because we actually just adopted a horse this week. <gasps> she I is know. so jealous. <laughs> She's obsessed with horses. You have a horse. We we just adopted one and it's a rescue. It was actually like (gasps) supposed to go to a slaughterhouse. It was like a (gasps) horse that was used at camp and these horses are often like incredibly mistreated and rescued. And um, my partner, who's like such a horse guy, I'm like still such a newbie. um, They like fell in love. And they have like the most mystical relationship I've like ever seen in my whole life. And so, I was not expecting that. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I have wanted I like, a horse. I got no product yet. I've Go literally ahead. wanted a horse since I was like eight. I asked for one for every, like every year for Christmas. I still bug my parents. I'm like, when are you getting me that horse? Like, what, you missed what are your we boyfriend doing? for one. <laughs> my boyfriend's like on board once we have a house. So I'm oh, so jealous. That's so amazing. So amazing. Such a mystical creature, yes, you know? And they're... I think that like, yeah. So yeah. it's been very exciting. And I'm new and they're always like these very elegant kind of like intimidating creatures. And I think that this this horse is like the most cuddly, like smushy animal I've ever met, which is like so unexpected. Yeah. I know. They're a lot bigger in person than they look from far away. So a lot of people are like very intimidated, but that's amazing. Totally. Yeah. It just (laughs) just made my day. (laughs) It's like, I'm so happy for you. I'm jealous. Your face was so priceless. Yeah. Was I was like, well, most, that was the right answer. That was the most genuine reaction I have ever <laughs> That's seen. Been my favorite you. captivation <laughs> ever. So, mm, so glad. Well, it, now yeah. your day is made. Perfect. Yeah. So let's get into like more about you, I guess. Um, so I guess can we kind of break down what is human design? Like, is it rooted in anything? Because you know, I hear a lot of people talking about like Enneagram and Myers Briggs, and that's like rooted like in like these different institutes that have kind of come up with these different personality types, but that's not really what human design is. So Mm -hmm. can we, can can we break it down for people and explain like what actually is this? Yeah. So human design is a system based on your exact time, date, and place of birth that really reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions and work within teams and cultivate partnerships and parent and all the things. It kind of gives us each our own roadmap. 
And in terms of what, where it comes from, so it's a channeled system, very different than like any from Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. you know, the origins are quite mystical. So it's been around since 1987, the founder who's no longer alive, his name was Ra Uhuruhu. And in 1987, he had a very mystical experience where he was walking home one day and basically heard a voice and the voice was like, it's time to work. And for eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system and kind of received all this information and then spent the next 20 years building it out. And the way that he received it was that human design is a quantum system that pulls from a lot of different different ancient and current modalities from astrology to the I Ching, which is a huge part of it and the chakra system and um, the Kabbalah and genetics and quantum physics to kind of all give us a blueprint of how we operate at our best. So origins, again, like I said, are very mystical, but I think my reminder for people mostly because I do work with so many skeptics is that like, it's not a belief system. So like, I'm never trying to convince people of anything. I think Mm -hmm. the question I really ask people is not like, is this true, but like, is it useful? And I think what I just like find over and over again, that it's like, even from the people that like really don't want to believe it, like it just like, it gives them a language and a framework to kind of talk about how they operate in a way that can feel so practical and so useful. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, how I came into it was my coworker, super into chakras and meditation and all that. And that's where she started learning about human design. And so I was like, oh, this seems intriguing. Like at the same time, I was trying to like learn more about chakras because she like would lecture me all the time. She was like something in like your root uh, is off or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I I, I trust you. So I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. And uh, I try to do research on it. And it, it's intimidating, I think at first for a lot of people, because I think for me, when I looked at the chart of like all the um, different, are they chakras or? Similar based on, but we call them energy centers. Gotcha. So looking at all of those, I was like, it's just, it was a lot of information. I was like, I, how do you attempt to even understand that? And like, there's different, you know, is it energy types? Like you have the uh, projectors, the manifestors, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's endless. There's so much information, but I think that like, and it can feel like a little bit overwhelming if you mm-hmm. feel pressure to like answer it all immediately. I think that like often the simplest information in human design is the most impactful. And so like, just to give people examples, kind of the different pieces, there are types, which kind of speak to how we best use our energy. There are things called inner authorities, which speak to how we best uniquely make decisions. There are, what you're talking about are the centers. So those are the areas mm-hmm. that kind of reveal where we are the most sensitive to others, but also where we really impact others. There are pieces that speak to kind of our natural strengths, how we process, suffer on purpose. Like it really is endless, but I think that like my reminder is always like one piece at a time, you know, there's no need to kind of integrate it all at once. Yeah. And for, can we go over like what the different types are for everyone? So if like, I know people probably seen these words like on Instagram and everything, Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, what does this all mean? And how can knowing like what your type is like help benefit your life? Mm-hmm. Totally. So I'm sure we can include in the show notes, but if you want to look it up, you can go to erinclairjones.com slash look up. And there are five different types, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Like I said, our type speaks to how we best use our energy. And with each type comes a different strategy, which is how you kind of cultivate the most aligned opportunities for yourself. So we're going to start with manifesting generators and generators. And just so you know, Hannah, you are a manifesting generator. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'm about to learn. (laughs) You'll know soon. So you guys are going to get the raw, raw reaction here. So manifesting generators and generators collectively are really kind of like the multi, sorry, are really collectively like the creators and the doers, the ones that really have the energy and the 
a life force to kind of build and create and make things happen when they are so genuinely lit up and excited by what they're doing. You know, so an ideal day for you might look like when you, where you wake up energized and excited, you kind of use up your energy doing things that you really enjoy that light you up and you kind of drop into bed, like satisfied and build and wake up energized. And one of your biggest lessons is around prioritizing your own excitement and your own satisfaction because you have such kind of tremendous vitality and energy. People can really want to take advantage of it. Not like in a malicious way, they just might sense you've got the capacity to make a lot happen. And so for you, it's really about directing your energy in the directions that you feel most excited by and seeing that not as a selfish thing, but as a thing that really allows you to have the most impact in the world. And very briefly kind of manifesting generators distinctly are like multi-passionate creators. They often like having their energy in a lot of things at once, having a super linear career, having a day that like looks the same every day might feel like pretty limiting. And so for you, it's kind of giving yourself permission to keep pivoting and reinventing yourself and letting things go and trying on new things and like knowing like you're always reinventing yourself. You are always becoming. And like, it's really about like not sticking with one thing forever. And your gift is moving fast, but it means you might not want to handle every single step along the way. So kind of making sure you feel supported by that. And finally, generators are so much around kind of like mastery and really going deep into things. And um, it could be multiple things, but often kind of giving themselves space to go deep into each. Um, such powerful creative energy and generators. And then the last piece that I would share before we hear your thoughts is that the strategy for both of these types is around magnetism. It's about letting life come to you and waiting for something to spark a gut response in you before you go after something. So wow. instead of sitting at home and being like, I'm just like, gonna come with this thing out of thin air and just like initiate, it's more like, let me just be in the world and like be busy doing what I love and see what shows up. And like, when I get sparked and like my gut lights up in response to something that shows up, that's the signal that like, that's the thing to kind of go pursue. How does that feel? To well, that just kind of like happened. Like, oh, really? La what was that last week? No. Yeah. We shot um, a music video for one of my singles that I released I and it. she directed it. And um, like after we did it, I was like, you know what? I need to pursue music like on a more yeah. serious level than what I have. It's always been a dream of mine to pursue it full time, but it's always kind of been on the back burner to like everything else in my life. Um, I'm a speech language pathologist, so I like work a nine to five. Um, and I was like, hmm, I wonder when I can like back off my hours so that I can actually do this. Um, so I like yeah. randomly booked um, a recording opportunity in Nashville, Tennessee, end of this month, and I'm just like doing it. Like I didn't even so think cool. about it. I just like accept. I was like, yep, we're doing it. Like so. Um, and then I also I years ago I came to you with the idea of a podcast. <laughs> yes, and I was like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? And here we are. So <laughs> was there a point at which it started feeling right? Like, if it oh, didn't yeah, right? yeah. I just am, um, I'm very much like a type A, everything needs, like everything needs to make sense in my head, like financially, time wise, like I'm very like particular with um, my time. A planner. I'm a planner. So I think that holds me back sometimes from things that I could do if I just listen to like what is showing up around me. So Totally. Like to your gut. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And not trying to like overly control, you know, and you specifically, Hannah, this is another layer of our design beyond type, but like the right decisions for you are very much the ones that feel right in your gut. And mm -hmm. like, as annoying as this might be for you, like they never come with a reason. It's like, it feels right to pursue this. This doesn't feel right. This does. And so I for know. you, it's like, what are things that feel right? And once it's there, you're just like actually meant to just go for it. But yeah. it's like, if you notice yourself being like, I think that I should do this because this thing may happen and maybe it will lead to this thing. Like that's not your gut. Your gut is like, feels right. Doesn't. We'll find out why later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> whereas I don't think ahead of time and I just do it. <laughs> that is very aligned with your design. So 
Um, so I'm going to talk about projectors, neither of your projectors, but just to give you all a taste before we talk about manifestors, which you are, Emily. So projectors are really here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. So much of being a projector is knowing that you carry such a wisdom around and sensitivity to people. And so these people are often amazing leaders, coaches, therapists, guides, places where they're kind of asking the right questions and kind of helping people know how to use their energy best. I'm a projector, so I know this one well, but as a projector, we often love systems. We love anything that kind of helps us better understand people and how they work, you know, hence my draw to human design. So many projectors have been yeah. drawn to human design. Um, and as projectors, our energy is going to really ebb and flow. So instead of like doing, doing, doing all day long, it's so healthy to kind of build spaciousness into your days and kind of give yourself that permission to like ebb and take rest when you need it. Um, and often projectors work really well with people one-on-one. -on -one. That's not like the exclusive or perfect expression of our energy. But I think projectors have a very penetrating and focused energy that makes people feel incredibly seen and recognized, which feels really great for the right people and for the people that don't want it, you know, not correct, which goes to our strategy as projectors, which is waiting to be recognized and invited in. It's knowing that your energy and your ability to guide is so powerful as a projector that you really don't want to waste it on people that aren't ready, you know? And so really kind of only working with collaborating, living with people that deeply see you, deeply recognize you and deeply value, you know? And so as projectors, we're not really here to chase after and initiate, but basically just like let ourselves be visible, share ourselves authentically with the world and let the right people kind of resonate with our energy and, and, and invite us in. Makes sense. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. So Emily, manifester. So powerful energy is a manifester, not like super consistent. You're also not designed to do, do, do all day long, but you like, you're here to be like the initiator, the innovator, the like mm -hmm. the one that kind of feels an urge that arises within you and just does it exactly like you said. And I love the example of the podcast where you're like, I got to do it, you know? And then you gave Hannah something to respond to and Hannah's like, no. And then when it became a yes, it became a yes. So like you really are here to just like initiate and bring new ideas, new inspiration, new urges to life. You're not here to wait for anything to come to you. Like when an urge arises within, the work is to kind of really trust that and follow it. I think my reminder for you is that like you're often meant to kind of walk a path that hasn't been walked before and do things differently. And so you try to like fit into a mold that's been like done before. It might feel super confining. And I would say what's most important for you in your work and life is to feel a sense of freedom and autonomy and control. If you're in a work or relationship where you feel like not free, you can't be in your own creative flow, you feel like you're being interrupted all the time and like manage, it's probably going to feel very confining for you. And so just like wherever you can, crafting containers of like freedom and autonomy. And, and specifically for you, just like there's such a need to like be in control and kind of be the boss and lead. Um, so just being in spaces where that's honored, um, <laughs> that's nodding. And I would also say that like your energy is also meant to ebb and flow. And so you might have a burst where you can make so much happen so quickly, whether that's over a couple of days or over a couple of weeks or over a couple of hours. And then the burst subsides. And like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to like keep going. It's like, no, I actually like my energy operates in creative burst. So now it's time to kind of rest, pull back, be alone. I'm like next, wait for the next urge, the next inspiration to come. And so I just want to remind you that it's like in those ebbs, in those lower periods that the next idea will come. So kind of never ignoring them. Um, and then I think the final piece that I want to share is that so many manifestors I've worked with haven't really felt permission to be as powerful as they are, you know? So they've often kind of like sat back, asked for permission, like been more in a people pleasing mode. And I think so much of my reminder for you is that like the more bold and courageous you are in the way that you show up, like the more impact you will have and the more you will kind of attract people that are here to support you and are like are inspired by you. So like just knowing that like you're not here to sit back, none of us are, but like you really are here to kind of be bold and different and like, you're just not going to be for everyone. You know, and so there might be some people who are really inspired by your energy and some people that are like really pushed away by it. And so like not seeing that as something wrong with you, but as a, as a kind of like a, 
a discernment and an ability to kind of really make you available for the right people. The very last piece I'll share actually one more piece is like okay. your strategy, okay. your strategy. I know it's a lot. Your strategy is about initiating, making the first move, honoring the urges. But I think the other piece that I forgot to mention is that mm. the second piece of your strategy is around keeping people informed. If you just like go about your life and don't let people know what you're doing, you might find that they really resist you or like just friction can emerge. Mm -hmm. And so like what I would recommend for you, while it's likely very unnatural is to just like keep people in the loop. It's like, Hey Hannah, I'm, I'm going to be alone today. You know, Hey Hannah, I'm like moving in the structure of the project. Like, Hey parent, I'm going on this spontaneous trip or like, Hey partner, I'm like coming home late. Like just like letting people know what you do kind of allows them to really like move with you and like be mm -hmm. on your page. And it's never about asking for permission or explaining yourself. You're like literally just giving people a heads up before you fly. How mm -hmm. does that feel to you? Um, okay. So basically, so I just graduated from graduate school in 2020 and, okay. um, I feel like I have to tell you the story just cause it congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, I went to film school and I met with my mentors on the like last week and they were like, here's our last piece of advice for you. And they were all like, stop applying to fellowships, stop applying to contests, stop applying to normal ways of getting to be a screenwriter because you are not going to be a screenwriter that just goes about it the normal way. You're just going to go out there and you're going to make your own films. And I think that's how you're going to get famous. Like that's how your career wow. is going to start. And I remember graduating. I was in, it was 2020. I was in quarantine. I was like, I need to do something. I have so much creative energy. I need to let out. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make a film. Like I wrote a film in a month. I funded it. <laughs> I wrote a film in a month. I uh, raised money for it in two months. I pulled a whole crew together and a team and we shot it within like a weekend. And then I was like, Hey, do you want to shoot a music video? And oh, came yes. up with the entire idea. And now I'm just moving to Los Angeles and like literally in a month I'm moving to LA and everybody's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, yeah. I'll figure it out. Kind of thing. So that's that amazing. just that mm. aligns perfectly. I also just love that, you know, the people at the graduate school, the professors and the teachers really recognize that within you and like kind of recognize that your path would look different. And there's another part of your design separate from your type, which makes you like incredibly actually this will be true for both of you, incredibly sensitive to your physical space. And so like I love that you're moving to LA. I'm assuming you're doing that because you really are drawn to that place mm -hmm. to LA. Mm -hmm. But I think like you being in the right city and in the right place is so much of what aligns you with the right flow and kind of like with the right opportunities, experiences, all of it, you know. So I think that like if that's a place you're drawn like it'll be so cool to kind of see what emerges from that yeah I'm really excited to see especially being around like other creatives and everything like when I was in school when I was in film school I w worked amazingly and I feel like I came with a ton of ideas because I was surrounded I went to a, a conservatory so I was con surrounded by other artists all the time and when I graduated I was like I'm no longer surrounded by those people and it was like kind of like draining in a way to not be around yeah. other creatives and so you know, going to LA, being around my friends, just being around other people who are trying to chase after the same dreams that I am inspires me. And I feel like it pushes me in a way. And even with the whole, like, like letting people know, like, and giving them a heads up beforehand is something that I've had to learn as well to do because I would just, see? I would just do things and yeah. I would just come up with ideas and everything. And then you're like, okay, Hannah, you there's many times like, we're like, okay, that? Hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Wait, <laughs> what are we doing? What? What's happening? <laughs> so, wow, that's nail on the head. That's, that's insane. So yeah. what, what mm. does that mean as far as like, 
because I've heard people mention like manifesting and like finding like what like your human design is and it makes you a better like anybody can be a manifester is that a thing or like how yeah. like, what does that mean well I think that people mean a lot of different things when they say manifester you know I think mm-hmm. that like human design like I was just like it's it's the name of that type but it in no way means that like other types can't manifest mm-hmm. you know like in human design manifestors are the ones that are here to just like initiate just do it get it started be the innovators and initiators but like we all can manifest the things that we want when we kind of like align with our design, you know, and I know a lot of people have mm-hmm. different relationships to it. So it's definitely in no way around like certain types can manifest and certain can't, but it's more that when we really align with our design, we make ourselves available for like the right opportunities, the right people, all the correct things in our lives. Cause I literally like sitting right here on the desk, have my manifesting journal that I write in with my crystals sitting on top of it. And we've had experiences specifically and it's only when i i notice whenever i like am actually like meditating and manifesting and trying to actually like put things into action whenever it's aligned with our my career or this podcast or mm-hmm. money things like that when it's not i'm doesn't involve another person kind of thing mm-hmm. it has like if i put my energy towards it and like try to like manifest it like it happens like it's yeah. it, it's ter- it's scary yeah. how it's happened <laughs> but it happens and totally. And I, you, you've talked about it before, like where you've manifested and you're like, I, you can't do it as like, I guess. Yeah. You don't really know what you're doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely. Where you're just like, Emily, just manifest this I'm for like, me. Can you manifest this more? Thank you. <laughs> well, I think that like the ability that you have, Emily, is very much to kind of move from inspiration to action almost immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, where there's nothing to wait for, you know, like I would guess for Hannah, it's like, if a thing shows up and like lights Hannah up, then it's like, Hannah can make it happen so quickly and so powerfully. But I think, yes. you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's more about the container just being a little bit different. Whereas like, Emily, you don't actually really need any outside input to kind of create that inspiration and actually like inspire you to go. So then we've got reflectors and reflectors are just 1% of the population. So actually much, very rare. And these people are really kind of our collective mirrors, people that are incredibly sensitive to their environment and always kind of taking in and mirroring the space that they're in. So you really get a good sense of like how a team is doing or a community or a company just by how the reflector is showing up. And so it's so important for reflectors to just be so such ruthless curators of the people they're spending time with and the places they're spending time in because they're taking in and magnifying all of it. Um, the magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. And what I mean by that is that they will have periods where they feel like a manifesting generator, like a generator, like a projector, like a manifester, like a reflector, or they feel like all the things, you know, and their job is not to just like figure out the one thing that they are or show up consistently, but like honor what exactly what feels like them that day and like allowing themselves to kind of change. And finally, in the context of business, we call reflectors evaluators because they really have such a kind of unique and powerful perspective on what's happening. And they can kind of see and sense things that so many people can't. So I think really being in spaces where their perspective feels so valued, so appreciated and kind of so treasured by other people. Interesting. I'm trying to think of people who I like feel like resonate with this. Like, what do you feel like your boyfriend is? I was is? just thinking, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he's a reflector or a projector. I feel like I he's no definitely, like, when, you sh- when you were just definitely describing those two, those are the two that yeah. I kept thinking about, like with your boyfriend. Yeah. He is very much like. I don't even know if I know his birth time. <laughs> I'm and there's at- a lot of similarities with the two of them. You yeah, know, very yeah, different, yeah. But, but you can see they're kind of the ones that are very much more on like their perspective and how they see and their sensitivity to others and like really honoring the ebbs and flows. Cause he really, th- th- cause that's the part that to me that stuck out the most where if I give you his uh, birthday and place and time, can we figure it out? Yeah. I wonder what he is. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm probably gonna be wrong. <laughs> so off. <laughs> oh, interesting. So he's a manifester too, you know? And so like okay. the, the, ebb, the ebbs and flows of the energy is going to be true for manifestors as well. They definitely mm-hmm. need like lots of space and time alone. And he's got a very mm-hmm. harmony design, you know? Um, and so like, that's going to be really important, but I would be so curious, you know, obviously we're not talking to him, but I think, like I said to Emily, like manifestors so often haven't felt permission to be as powerful as they are. So I'd be mm-hmm. so curious, like whether or not he really trusts himself to kind of like initiate and make the first move and like bring his own ideas to life or whether he's kind of like sitting back and being more passive than maybe he's meant to be. I mean, I think he's a good mixture of both. Like he's an engineer and he has all these creative ideas, but like, and he's told me all of them. He's like, I want to do this and this. And I'm like, just do it. I mean, with the whole like manifesting, like just taking action and things like that, he did almost not ask you permission to buy a dog. (laughs) This is very true. He did almost bring a dog home without Ask. It's a good example of informing. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna buy a dog. I'm gonna go do it. Just letting you know. I'm buy still, a dog. I'm still gonna do it. Yeah. Even if you say no, there might be a dog on the couch <laughs> when you get home. So just FYI, we have a puppy now. Um because <laughs> we do have the puppy. We did get the puppy. You got the dog. <laughs> you didn't say no to that one. <laughs> so yeah, that means yeah, like okay. like in thinking that perspective, yeah. I, I mean, I can see that for sure. And I definitely feel like, you know, if he was the kind of person like who felt like he could like release like all this creative energy that mm-hmm. I I definitely know that he has oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, I would be really intrigued to see like what, what he, he would, would do. Yeah, what he could come up with and everything. He'd probably build you a whole freaking house. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> and gets me a horse too. <laughs> I love that. So yes. with these different types, that you said there's different energy centers that we have that are they're defined and then there's some that are not defined. Correct. And what do they like is every manifester going to have the same defined senders or undefined mm-hmm. does that make sense okay yeah it no well i mean there will be like some mm-hmm. like for example like every projector manifester and reflector will have an open what we call sacral center because none of us are meant to have like kind of the consistent energy to like do and build and create so that's what kind of means that the energy ebbs and flows for all three of those types mm-hmm. every generator and manifesting generator will have a defined sacral center because that's the thing that kind of gives them the creative power and energy and vitality to kind of make things happen so there are certain things like that but then it's kind of based on the configuration of things and how things are connected that it really kind of defines your type gotcha but you so could be a projector oh go ahead no no go ahead go ahead I was going to say, you could be a projector, for example, with seven defined centers and two open centers, or you could be a projector with two defined centers and seven open centers. So like, there's so much variation. So there is kind of like the foundation of what needs to be true, but then like every type is so specific and so different. So can we break down like what the key things to look for, I guess, are like when you're looking at like your different centers, like what are like, like, I'm sure like you said, like there's different like lessons to have like with each type. Are there things that we need to keep in mind? Like if, I mean, even just looking at our charts, are there things that we should keep in mind and um, pay attention to more? Because I know that they also are in relation to the chakras in some way. And so when you're meditating, keeping those um, more aware, I don't know what the right terminology is for it. But yeah. I think that, so with the energy centers in human design, Mm -hmm. you know, again, they can either be defined or open um, or defined and undefined. And so basically if a center is colored in your design, it means that that's where the energy is operating more consistently within you and kind of where you're projecting and putting your energy out into the world. Mm -hmm. 
the areas that are white and open within you are the areas where you are the most sensitive to and receptive to other people's energy. Mm -hmm. And so those areas open or undefined are specifically like the areas where you can get the most pulled off track because you can take in all this energy that's not yours and get lost in it. But mm -hmm. it's also where you have the most to learn. So I'll go through kind of some of the lessons of the open centers okay, cool. um, because, and, and there, I will just say there are lessons to be learned in the defined centers for sure. Um, but we obviously have limited time. So to start from the very top, and this would be true for both of you, you guys both have what we call an open head center. This would mean the very, very top shape in your design is white. It means that you both are so easily, according to your human design, are both very easily inspired and stimulated and might have like a lot of different ideas and inspirations. And that's such an amazing gift. And it might mean that you sometimes feel at times a little bit scattered and it's really easy to lose focus. And you might kind of ping pong from one thing to another and then end the day being like, not really sure what I did, but I was very inspired. And so I think the lesson for both of you is that like not every idea that comes through is worth pursuing mm -hmm. and so just having a lot of discernment not every like problem that comes through is actually worth solving you know and I would actually say for both of you like I would recommend some minimal structure to your days like not in a way that feels really confining especially I mean for both of you actually but I think just like having clarity around priorities you know like these are the two to three things that I like to get done this week today as a way to kind of keep yourself on track and moving in a direction yeah yeah like <laughs> should invest in planners <laughs> Oh, I have a planner. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's simple. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. like, let me just create an elaborate to-do list of everything I have to do ever in my life. And it's like, what about it? Like just the two different things. But that, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause like whenever Mine's I think about like 10 things long and yeah. I never get it and then I'm frustrated and then I feel like I wasted my day and. Yeah. So like just minimizing it, just like, okay, mm -hmm. what are my top three things? Yeah. What are the three things that need to get done? Yeah. Totally. That's, I like that. That feels more doable and actionable in a way. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't feel confining because it's like, you're still going to like ebb and flow from it throughout yeah. the day, but it offers like kind of a route so that you can just like say like, there's a direction yeah. that you're going. Yeah. Um, These are three things I need to do, but it doesn't matter what order I do them in kind of thing. Or what I do them. Yeah. yeah. I just know that when I do these things, that's probably what's going to leave me feeling the most satisfied at the end of the day. So it is yes. worth prioritizing. Yeah. Right. So another big lesson, this is the next one. This is actually also true for both of you. You guys both also have what we call open mind centers. And so it means that for both of you, like you are meant to be very open-minded. You're meant to kind of have the gift of seeing things from many different perspectives and kind of seeing the layers and nuances of things in a way that most people can't. The shadow for both of you is becoming really defensive. It's like, I have to be certain. I need to have an opinion. I'm going to back it up. Like I'm just going to prove how like smart and consistent I am in my opinions. And the wisdom for both of you is like actually like my gift is seeing every possible perspective so in those moments of defensiveness like what happens if I step back instead and ask myself like what if I like ask questions instead like what if I got curious instead you know like you're kind of meant to be in this very like playground in your mind but like it's not about seeking certainty but more kind of embracing the gift of uncertainty mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking that to heart and yep. noting that down mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. interesting too because it's like I'm sure that there's some people like when they had that defined, like, like their job isn't to like, does that make sense? Like if their job, if it's defined, like then their job is not to like overthink. Is it? So we can all overthink for sure. I mm -hmm. think that like, if it's defined, it's, there's just like a little bit more natural, more natural sense of certainty. It's like, yeah. this is the way that I see it, you know? And like, it doesn't mean that I can't change my mind, but like this is the way I see it, you know? And gotcha. so I think what's important for them is to also like none of us are meant to use our minds to make decisions. Like it's so tempting to kind of try to like figure out and think through all the possibilities, but like none of us are meant to use our mind for that because we can convince ourselves in and out of anything, but how we relate to it will look a little bit different depending on whether or not it's open or defined. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't think I'll go through all of them, but let me just go through the ones yeah, that are right present ahead. in your design just so to give people a taste. So another one for both of you is that you also both have an open identity center. I referenced this one briefly before with this sensitivity to your physical space. So mm-hmm. for both of you, like you're meant to be quite fluid in the way that you express yourself in the world. Meaning that like you might have times in your life for different people or different spaces that pull out different parts of you. And so for both of you, it's not about like finding your one purpose and like the one thing you're here to do and being like so consistent in how you show up. It's really just like honoring whatever part of you kind of gets pulled out, you know, and you might have a career where you're like doing this and then you just do like a hard pivot and then like you're doing this. And so I think my reminder for both of you is that your job is never to figure out the one thing that you're here to do. It's to really kind of honor whatever feels like the most authentic expression of self right now Mm -hmm. and give yourself kind of permission to keep reinventing yourself as you feel inspired and knowing that being in the right physical space, which I'm so excited for you, Emily, and moving to LA for this reason is the thing that kind of aligns you with the right expression of self, the right purpose, all of that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys feel like that's the thing that you embrace the fluidity piece? Or do you think there's a little bit more pressure to be like, I've got to figure out who I am. I've got to just land on the one thing. For me, no, I've always been somebody who has been like multi, multi hyphenated person, um, especially with like my job and just trying to define myself has led to more frustration than anything. Yeah. I get stuck in my box. (laughs) Yeah. But to be honest, good, but yeah. now I feel like I'm like, eh, I don't want to be in this box forever. So, um, yeah. I don't know. And it, it's a good one to just be aware of, you know, because yeah. I think the thing is, if you like, if you're like, this is my box, like I am a speech pathologist and like, mm-hmm. I got to just stick with it. It's like, there's going to be a point in your life. It feels like it's already happening right now where you're like, oh yeah, a new part of me wants to be expressed and this is no longer comfortable, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, it's just like, inevitably you're going to become too big for your box, you know? And so it's right. just kind of like, how can I at the outset approach it in a way that is just a little bit more loose where it's like, this feels good and this does, and maybe I'm going to shift to this. And like, my Mm -hmm. job is not to land in one thing and stick with that thing for too long because it's offering me that certainty, but really kind of give myself permission to kind of keep evolving and growing and shifting. Mm -hmm. I have way too many hobbies. So like, that's where my, like, like literally I'm like, oh, I wish like, you know, the average human life was like 200 years. Cause then I could go to like medical, (laughs) I could do everything I ever wanted. I could, you know, own a printing press. I could go to medical school. Like I could be a lawyer. There's so many things that I'm like, I want to do. And I'm like, I don't have the time to do them all. Yeah, (laughs) It's frustrating sometimes. So then I'm just like, "Uh, I'll just be a filmmaker and create stories about each one of the lives that I want. I wish I could live in a way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Totally. You know, and again, like you obviously can't do it all. And one thing that's true for you, Emily, is that like, it's important to sleep on things and actually give yourself a little bit of time before you jump. And I know it's going to be annoying for you, but like, I, my guess would be, it's like, if you're really impulsive, you might just jump in and then like the energy kind of dissipates. And so like, Uh I would actually say for like the ideas and inspirations that come, I would give yourself like a night or two or three to kind of make sure the excitement persists before you commit to it. Um, and that will, I hopefully kind of like prevent you from like overcommitting and overextending. That's brilliant though, because I-, I will say for me as somebody who is a writer, one of the things that people always um, tell like when you're a writer is you should write every single day. And there are so many times where I will like start writing a new idea. And then I'm like, I hate this idea. I don't want to chase after this one. I want to go after the other one that gives me energy. And it's just with going back to the whole ebbing and flowing of like, my energy like there's sometimes where I just cannot write at all and Mm. I just have no inspiration and then there's days where I'm like I cannot do anything else but this I'm going to sit in a cafe for like eight hours and just write so that makes complete sense and I can 
definitely identify with that for sure. Yeah. And there's such magic and again, flowing with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of kind of really resisting it, it's just like my energy ebbs and flows. And the more I like take rest when I need it and like, don't force it, the more like the burst and the, the energy will come when it's actually time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, no, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, um, so knowing this and then also knowing like, say like your partner's um, yeah. type as well, how can people use both of those informations to help benefit like their relationships? Um, is there certain ways that people like certain like energy centers that people need to like have like in common that make, make relationships better? Or is it really just about, you know, learning almost like a love language in a way? Yeah, I think it's it's more a love language. Like I definitely don't approach you approach human design in like a very dogmatic way of like only these types can be together and you must have this to be okay. Like I just mm-hmm. think that's like the most limiting, disempowering <laughs> approach ever. So I think that like I think anyone can be together. I think any relationship can be work as can work as long as like the differences are really honored. And so where I think human design can be useful is not like, okay, let me look at the design to see who I can partner with. It's more like now, once I've had chemistry with somebody and now I'm, you know, feel really drawn to them, I'm going to really dig in and see like how we can best partner and, and be supportive of each other. And I think in general and relationship, we get really tripped up and we kind of are expecting a partner to be different than what they are and more similar to us. And I think mm. human design reminds us how, how, how different we each are and gives us kind of a lot of tools to step into that. And so I think that's where it's useful in partnership is like, let me actually understand how different we are. Like, oh, you're really spontaneous. Whereas I need more time, you know, like I really set the emotional temperature of my space and project out my emotions. Whereas like, you're a super empath and taking all my feelings, you know, my energy is super consistent. Whereas like yours is going to ebb and flow or like, I need to use up all my energy to feel satisfied. Whereas like, you need a lot of time alone for that, you know? So there's just like so many very small, important differences that I think that like, human design just gives us language for it. Like, I think the magic of human design is that I'm so rarely telling people anything that they don't know. I'm just like giving them a language where like, yep, yep, yep. That is mm. me. I've never like had the language to actually articulate that. And so I think that's the magic in relationship of giving kind of a common language, you know, like with my partner, who's like a different design from me in like every possible way, like one dynamic that we have, which actually the two of you have as well, is that like, and you know, it's, it's kind of a, funny one, but like, Emily, you've got an aspect of your design. I do too, where you actually project out your emotions. If you're like on an emotional high, it probably feels amazing to be around you. If you're on a low, might not feel the best, you know? And so it's just like healthy to be aware of where you are. So you can kind of know when to socialize and when to be around other people. Hannah, on the other hand, takes in and amplifies the emotions of everyone around Hannah, especially yours, you know? And so that's like an amazing gift because Hannah, you're so sensitive and like also can be really overwhelming without boundaries because like what's mine what's not should I fix it like and I think my reminder for you in those moments is like if you feel overwhelmed to just kind of like take physical space and come back and so to kind of just like circle back to what I was sharing with my partner is that like when I'm in an emotional low which totally happens like instead of him being like what's going on like should we fix it it's more just like Aaron's in a low I'm gonna give her some space and check in with her later you know what I mean it's just like a Mm -hmm. moment of like let me give you space because like, it's actually not about me. It's not even a thing to talk about. Like you're just feeling a thing. and like, I'm going to see you on the other side. And mm-hmm. so I think it's been really empowering to kind of know how to work in those moments. And for me, that's just making my job to like feel my way through and not kind of explain or get more in my head than I have to. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just times where I would cry about breakups and then she's crying more than I am. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Not even yeah. Like- Being a therapist is a really hard job as an empath. 
Yeah. Because when someone, whenever like um, a parent of a kid cries in my room, I'm immediately crying and I'm like, this is not professional. Stop crying. <laughs> but also like building rapport, it's nice for that too. So yeah. You, yeah. You trying to fire somebody, which is like, they start crying. I could never, like- I could not own a business. <laughs> well, what, what's so interesting is that this shadow for you, Hannah, the challenge for you in this area of your design is that like there might be a tendency and not saying that there is, but there might be a tendency to like avoid confrontation and not fully express your truth because there's such a fear of kind of like rocking the boat and it comes from being so sensitive. You're like, I'm going to say this thing and rock the boat and then I'm going to feel it all. I'm like, I just, I don't even want to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so like so much of the lesson that you're going to learn in this life is like, I've got to say the hard things. I've got to speak my truth. I've got to feel trust that like, I will always feel better on the other side of confrontation. So like, doesn't mean you need to confront and like call out everyone. It's just like in, in those moments that are really needed, like really kind of moving through that discomfort. Yeah. And again, yeah. yeah, And just like learning, like communication, I guess more like with that. Um, that is amazing (laughs) because I feel like that's like straight on the head for you as well too. Um, so I guess I kind of like want to like tie everything up for everybody and just send them like on their way from is there anything else like you feel like anybody like needs to know when it comes like to human design and like trying to like explore this because like they said like there is so much information and we can't go over everything like in this one episode but is there anything that you feel like people like it is a key part of it that not enough people talk about or um that you would just like to tie home with it yeah I think that like you know and I reference this for both of you in terms of Hannah addressing her gut in the moment and for you sleeping on things um I think really knowing your inner authority is so important because it is how you make decisions and I think whether it is choosing a partner or a business partner romantic partner job whatever it is like human design really helps us know how to choose in a way that's really aligned for us and so I think really kind of understanding how you're uniquely wired to make a decision is so profound so I would definitely like never overlook that part um and then there's another piece called profile which is also I mean there's so much that's powerful but profile is one that the two of you share and that's a really cool one as well because it kind of speaks to how we best like manifest our purpose and I think that like just to give an example of what it is for the two of you it's like you both are so investigative. Like it's really healthy to kind of take time to like go deep into things and really kind of cultivate a strong foundation of knowledge. But also for both of you, like you learn so much by doing, by just experiencing things yourself, by making mistakes, by failing, by learning from your failures, by doing better next time. So like, I think for both of you in terms of your path, like so much of your lessons come from just like getting it wrong and and so mm. you like can learn what doesn't work and do better next time so like I think that if you're seeking perfection and trying to have it all dialed up and laced up before you jump in you're going to actually like really miss out on a lot of special experiences so I think just like for both of you really approaching your careers and lives in a way that like really embrace how wise that trial and error process can make you and how much wisdom there is in your personal journey like for both of you like sharing your journey with the world like I made all these mistakes. I learned in all these ways. I'm like, I can make your life better, you know? Mm. That's, yeah. And just yeah. saying that alone, like you learn like by doing one, I want to know if like all of this has anything to do with people type, like types of learners people are like audio, visual and kinetic, because I feel like that is something that just from just hearing all of this, I feel like there's a tie between that because I'm a kinetic learner. You're, you're a kinetic learner mm-hmm. um, or visual, yeah. but also you just saying that you have to learn like sometimes the hard way one reason why I feel like we me and you always are great when it comes to talking about a relationship and why I always feel like because she's the one that's in a serious committed relationship I'm the one that's single out here Uh, (laughs) I always come to her with my relationship issues um 
because I know that she's going to like not be the person that's going to be like, you need to do this, this, and this. Like, I, yeah. you, you, just, you just know that I'm going to have to learn the way I want to. Whereas I go to other friends and they're like, Aww. they, they try yeah. to tell me like, you know, like just dump him already. Like he's not the person to be with, like he's, an, he's a jerk, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, I'm just going to learn the hard way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both kind of let other people, like when we're giving advice to the people, like that's the thing we always say, like some people just do learn that way. Like they have to kind of sadly get hurt in a way. Um, but that's how they, they learn. And mm-hmm. I just want to know like, if that sounds like something that probably is aligning like with us, do you? Yeah, I think that in terms of like the kinetic audiovisual, like there's there's so much in our design that can speak to that. So I, I wouldn't say like, you know, I couldn't like wholly make that correlation. Gotcha. But I think that like, but yes, I think that like it is so much around just like discovering what doesn't work on your way to discovering what does, you know? And so just like knowing that giving your like surrendering to that process can be so valuable because it really kind of helps you land in things that really do work because you like learned everything that doesn't. So you can kind of just like let that fuel your growth as you move forward. Great. Yeah. I don't know if that means that we should still be giving out advice or not to people or what. Um, oh, I think in terms of, in terms of giving advice, sorry, in terms of that piece, I think as long as it's really one, if people are ready for it and they generally want it, but I think it's also sharing from your personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I made all these mistakes and this is like, because your personal journeys are actually meant to be really valuable for other people. And so I think for you, when you kind of share from that experiential place of what you've tried and what worked and what hasn't, they can obviously choose whether or not that feels useful to them. But I think sharing from that place can be really powerful. So sharing my entire dating life on the internet has been cool. Great. I'm doing a great job of it already then. <laughs> well, thank you so much yes. for coming on. Obviously, we there's so much more that we'd love to talk to you about. But we want to encourage everybody to go and check out your page as well. Book a session with you and like learn more about what their individual designs are. Because like you said, like there is so much that it's impossible to unpack in this one episode. But we are yeah. so happy to have had you on and to chat with you about this. Um, we would love to um, give you a moment just to shout out like where people can find you, all of your landing pages, um, the mic, the floor is all yours. Yeah. So, um, I'm Aaron Claire Jones everywhere. I share a lot on Instagram at Aaron Claire Jones. My website is AaronClaireJones.com. Um, and if you want to go deeper, um, lots of places, I would say one of the best places to start is something called the blueprint, which is like a written guide to your unique design. So it kind of walks you through all the pieces we were referencing today and more. It's like 55 plus pages. I make each of them. And it really is such a like actual empowering kind of just guide to you. And so, um, I'm happy to create a discount code for your audience. If you want that. Do you guys love that? Yeah. Awesome. yeah, we would love that. Yeah. Do you have a word that you usually use? Gals, usually. Gals. Discount code is gals. And then I also offer private sessions, partnership sessions, team sessions, and I have a group workshop coming up. Um, I do it monthly called Flow in terms of how to use our design to find more flow in our lives. Awesome. And we will leave a link to all of that in the show notes for you guys to go and check out. But and make sure you guys go and follow Aaron like on Instagram. I I, I love your posts. Um oh, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys go and check her out but thank you so much for coming on it has been such a delight and we will see you gals later yay thank you so much no problem and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.